This is We're Psyched. Hi, I'm Elle, and I've never done a podcast. And I'm Jacob, and I've never seen Psych. And now I'm making him watch it. And now I'm making her do a podcast. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to We're Psyched. Today we're covering The Pilot, Season 1, Episode 1, written by Steve Franks and directed by Michael Angler, and aired on July 7th, 2006. So the wiki synopsis is when the Santa Barbara Police Department hit a wall on a high-profile kidnapping case, they reluctantly hire Sean Spencer, the town's newest psychic detective. That's a synopsis about like the first 10 minutes of the episode, not really what the episode's about, in my opinion. Sort of what it's about. Yeah, but the thing is, I so there's so much about the episode that's us figuring out about the characters, which is actually the stuff that I really liked about this. Well, duh, it's the pilot. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. But but yeah, like I feel like, I mean, in a synopsis like that, you can't really have too much. But like... Yeah, I mean, like, see. what are they going to say? They're going to be like, oh, in this episode, we're going to cover Sean's weird relationship to his dad, his weird relationship to Gus his weird relationship with the SBPD, like, they're not going to say any of that. Yeah, that's true. It just felt like such a big episode. And it that's was what, big because it was an hour. Well, that's what I really liked about it, actually. It's just, it spent a lot of time, you know... Okay, so can we talk about that? Um, at the beginning, his dad was... Sean's dad was training him to be, like, super observant. Yeah, like, like hyper-observant. Yeah, and rewarding him with cake. <laughs> well, that was just one example but actually can we talk about the flashbacks i think they're really cool and i like how they pertain to the episode and i mean like i know this is the first episode but you'll see that episodes going forward have that same pattern okay and they all have really good makeup and hair done on henry spencer yeah he doesn't have a full head of hair no he he doesn't no that's i'm actually really curious about that so it's like do they film these every week and then like remit you know like giving him that head of makeup because surely that takes a long time it right? looks pretty real i don't yeah. know we could look that up right i mean i don't know if there is there would there be very much written about this like how much behind the scenes stuff is like on the interweb probably a lot yeah definitely actually. more than you've researched <laughs> well Clearly. i have a lot of notes i don't have a lot of research um well, yeah, yeah this is your first time that was i i liked Yeah, I like that intro, though. I mean, but it brings up a good point. Are beanies considered hats? That's true. The thing is, I don't consider them caps. But I also don't really... Yeah. But I also don't really consider them hats. I I do. You do? Yeah, because it's like something that covers your head and keeps you warm. Okay, but... But that's a hat. Okay, but like... Let's say, I don't know, let's say I put a blanket over my head and it keeps my head warm. It's not a hat. It's an improvised hat. Oh my God. Okay. Here we are, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Okay, well, what do you guys think? Is a beanie a hat? Yeah, Is it a cap? For our one listener, yes, we'll, we'll have that. See, they can get 100% on our Twitter poll. Oh my God. <laughs> 100% agreement. Um, okay. Sean spent, so we cut from. Sean Spencer in 1987? 
was it as the flashback? I think so. To present day, where we learn he's very kinky. He has his father's handcuffs. Okay, hand- handcuffs. we don't know that they're his dad's. Oh, well, that just makes it better. Knowing Sean, actually, they probably are, and he stole them. Well, yeah, we do learn that he has a criminal record later. Okay, but we also learn that that was his dad just teaching him a lesson. But did he actually steal the car? Yes, he did. To take a girl out, remember? We learn a lot about Sean, that he's kind of a fuckboy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He is. Um, So then we find him in the police department after he tipped them and we have our first crossover into the stargate universe with the, oh the prison guy oh yeah we have to keep a running tally yes, yes the prison guy with the tattoos he cannot catch a break he's an intergalactic prisoner yeah he's always being arrested or held well, he, has captive. One, he has one of those faces where he can't play a good guy so to our listener. What are you talking about? He was a little bit of a teddy bear. I guess so. He was like, thank you. <laughs> and But then he Sean ended up ratting him out anyway. Okay, whatever. This isn't about yeah. SG-1. This is... No, yeah. To our listener, I'm taking her through Stargate SG-1. Well, actually, the entire Stargate franchise. And uh, he... Okay, but well, they're not here to talk about... I mean, they're not here to listen psych, about that. This is about psych. This is, about psych. Okay. This is my turf. Well, but that's going to be one of our running tallies, okay? All the, all the Stargate actors in this show. I, I mean, okay, it's, okay, okay. We'll keep a tally. Because, okay. I mean, there's three in this episode. Two you would have recognized by this point. You don't recognize the third because we haven't gotten into an episode with him yet. But Christopher Heyerdahl, Heyerdahl the weird-looking dude who... This is later in the episode. We're jumping ahead. Um, the weird-looking dude who... Was that the Goodwill place with the long hair? He plays like three or four characters in the Stargate franchise. Okay, well, we've spent enough time on that. Okay. This is the first episode, so we meet Carlton Lasseter. I like him. I mean, he's an asshole, but I like him. The thing that bugs me a little bit is... And I hope this doesn't go forever in the show, but Sean is like almost always right. And Laster still gives him absolutely no credit. Like This is the first episode, Jacob. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course he's going to be skeptical of some random dude coming up and saying he's a psychic. R- right, but at the end, he was like, Sean solved the freaking murder. And then, or the case, I should say. And then Laster was still like, oh, lucky guess, you know. He didn't give him any credit at all. I feel like, I feel like, give a little bit, you know, like. Well, he did give a little bit in the restaurant when Sean told him not to eat that chicken, and he was like, "Oh, that's full of shit." But then he came right. out. And you know, was I like fine. That's that's true. I guess so. You know, actually, I really liked that moment because it was like, you thought Sean was just saying that as a joke, like the setup. You thought, oh yeah, Sean, no, yeah, he knew. Uh huh. And then he, it turns out, he f- figured out. Sean gave him so much sass. I, I really like that. I think I it's like super their, fun. I like their, lack of a better word, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also new characters. Well, everyone's a new character. It's a new but show. But his best friend, Gus. Best friend, Gus, works at a pharmaceutical company? He does, yes. Yeah, what was his job specifically? I'd, either I didn't catch it or they didn't say. I think he's a sales rep. I'm not 100% sure... Makes sense because he just knows the products and stuff. 
Yeah, which right. I okay. That brings me to that. Um, although I feel like Sean could totally solve these cases by himself, he needs Gus. Not just for like naming different kinds of drugs, but also like he really needs him from like a friendship point of view. You know, he okay. needs that emotional stability. Yeah, I want to see that develop a little bit because it seems like it's an it's a really interesting d- dynamic. You know, yeah. Well, I like that. we know they've been friends since since they were kids because they referenced that and having a fight when they were like six. Right. Okay. Um. But I feel like Gus is way more like family. Yeah, if than, you've grown up with someone yeah. that much, yeah, and because then they like they have like the brotherly fights, you know. Yeah, which and brings I mean, me to like, something I wanted to bring up. Does Gus doubt Sean, or does he just play it up in front of the police? Because what do you mean? Well, I, I wrote. This, he knows Sean's not psychic. I wrote that note in reference to the end scene where Sean was just giving a revelation to the chief. And then Gus was like, no, we should just trust what the chief's conclusion about the case. Oh, I think he just wanted it to be over. Like, the so, okay. chief Vic handed them the check. You know, yeah. they they determined that they were going to close the case. I think Gus was just really happy, and he wanted it to be over. And he didn't want Sean to blow it. Okay, see, that was my, oh, that was my question. And it, I wasn't sure if it was if it was meant to be one way or the other, or is it up for interpretation whether or not he wants, like, Sean to keep going, you know, with the whole thing. Because at the end, we're skipping ahead a little bit, we're not going chronologically, but at the end, uh, Gus really was like, no, just one case, Sean, just one case, you know. Yeah, but then we see that he keeps getting reeled in, like, yeah. and we also know they played detective when they were young, and it, they really wanted to do that as adults. Right. I think Gus... So he can't stay away. Yeah, I don't think he can stay away. That's why I think he's playing it up a little bit. Because he has to be the straight man um, in, ter- in terms of um, you know playing by the book. And then Sean's the one who gets all these crazy visions. Yeah, I think he definitely gets annoyed with Sean. Um, I mean, rightfully so, like when Sean put his name on the lease or broke into his apartment. Oh, yeah, that's not But cool. I definitely totally think not he cool. wants... I think he's all in. I think he wants to do it, though. Oh, at the very end, for sure, he came back and he's like, okay, what's well, the second case, you know? Which I think is actually a really great thing. They kind of accidentally themselves into it, which I wrote this down. He comes up with the explanation of being psychic to get out of detainment. Which is yes. cool because I feel like if it was some premeditated thing, you'd be like, that dude's an asshole. Well, it's because he told the truth, which was I watched the TV and I deciphered someone's intentions and then called in a tip. He told them the truth and last didn't he didn't believe, believe him. him. Yep. So then he saw that one of the cops were kind of, I don't know, like superstitious into like psychic stuff. And then he was like, well, they didn't believe when I told the truth. So I'm just going to say I'm psychic. And then they believe that, which I mean, he's good. Like that was a good, good scene. But so he brings up that he's, I was born this way, but that's obviously just a bit, right? It's, it's his dad training him. Why, though? Is his dad just like this? Well, I don't want to spoil stuff. Oh, we figured that out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting because it's like, you know, obviously his dad was this great cop, right? Yes. And then, 
or like you know and so he wants his son to be like that but he's not sean is nothing he's nothing like his dad dad. yeah so that's i mean i feel like that's gonna be a great relationship it's gonna be interesting (laughs) for sure i wrote this down is sean trying to dress like indiana jones oh my god i'm thinking of when he's going into the house and then he's got that brown leather jacket and the khaki. Was he wearing khakis? Because that would be the full bit. But I mean, it would totally make sense to me if <laughs> Sean Spencer like idolized Indiana Jones when yeah. he was younger. Oh sure. Um, actually, because if you're a kid growing up in the late wait, 80s, I can't. Those are... Okay, I can't spoil this to you. But we learn farther down the road that Sean has really been into like adventuring, like treasure hunts i can't i can't spoil anything but not to spoil it but but yeah (laughs) okay yeah um back to gus because childhood and stuff they know each other so well i love their relationship and um although gus is like annoying at sean for breaking into his apartment he doesn't get like pissed you know yeah he gets like you know kind of like the eye roll Irritated, yeah. Irritated, but not actually mad. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there are very few people, if anyone, in my life, where if I did that, the person would react the way Gus did. You know? Yeah. Right, right. Like, who... Like, how do you have a, such a good relationship with someone that if you make a copy of their key... To their place they're not pissed at you they're just mildly annoyed i know and, and then you set up your investigation like the chart with all the pictures and stuff on their dining room table and the fact that like they're i don't know how old are they 20 like late, late 20s, 20s early 30s. and haven't grown apart yeah i've had so many friendships one. which i thought like you know would oh, last, last all my longer. life yeah. and people just grow apart because you know life and people uh-huh. get busy and yeah. I think it's so great that they're still so close. And um, also in that apartment scene, um, we see the first pineapple. Yeah, so, the pineapple. So I understand that's going to be a recurring joke. Yeah, so it'll joke. be kind of a recurring motif. motif. Wow. Motif. I can talk. Music um, major. Shut up. Drop out. Oh, there it is, folks. <laughs> um, so actually... So the pineapple, we gotta we gotta point out whenever the pineapple's in the show. So this is when Sean is in Gus's apartment, and more actually more specifically the kitchen, and he picks up a pineapple and he's like, "Hey, you want to cut this up for the road?" That was actually improvised by James Roday Rodriguez, mm. and they liked it so much that it became this reoccurring thing. So that wasn't even a thing. It wasn't like the the show creator loved pineapple so much. It was a well. Was, I don't know. The show creator could love pineapple. Who doesn't? That is true. Um, okay, I just want to put this out like there. That. If you don't like pineapple, you're a crazy. Just person. stop listening. Yeah, just, just stop. Yeah, our one listener quitting right now. Quit, quit, quit while you're ahead. If you don't like pineapple. Yeah. So I love that. And for future episodes, we will clock whenever or wherever the pineapple is mentioned. In yeah. the episode. Since I'm the first time watcher, I'll try to spot it myself. If I don't, we'll just mention it here. I mean, we'll mention it here regardless. I have a list of other things we're going to mention. Okay. 
um, any psychos out there know that Sean has a lot of nicknames for Gus. I know there wasn't in this episode, but you'll see in future episodes it becomes this really funny long list of (laughs) creative nicknames, and we're going to also clock that. Okay. Is it going to become a recurring thing where Sean tries way too hard with women? Because it happened twice in this episode. Oh, God. (laughs) You have a long ride ahead of you, my friend. Oh, boy. He is kind of infamous with the way he hits on women i don't know how we ever get to women or how it works but i don't know he credits it to his good hair too you'll see strong hair he does have very strong hair didn't he win i mean the actor james roday rodriguez rodriguez but it's not credited as that in the title no okay he chose to go by james roday rodriguez I think recently, actually, um, he's in A Million Little Things, this different show. So good. You should watch it. Psych podcast. Okay. Well, you're the one who went on about SG-1 for like 10 minutes. So let me just give this because it's actually relevant. Oh, thank you. Um, he, Because of that show, actually, he decided to go by James Rode, Rode Rodriguez. Interesting. But you will see in the credits. Yeah, you're right. He It's only James Rode. But I okay. am going to respect that. And okay, yeah. Okay, makes sense. Well, what I was what I was gonna say is, didn't he win like most attractive man of the year or something? He did. I think I remember you saying that before we even watched this show. Wait, I don't think. I mean, he's he's good looking. I did he? I don't remember ever saying that. I don't know what I would be misconstruing that with. I mean, he, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's all right looking. Well, you know people have weird preferences. Like they say Brad Pitt's the best looking man ever. Okay, no disrespect to Brad Pitt, but I don't understand. Sorry for anyone who's like crazy obsessed with Brad Pitt. What? No, I'm looking it up right now. Like, I don't think he got awarded like most attractive guy. Interesting. But I, I found the thing with him reclaiming his last name reclaiming his last name Rodriguez. interesting well i did notice when i looked up his imdb that he had two wins and 10 nominations for Ooh. psych that's a pretty good pretty good pedigree oh he's up there with the top 50 sexiest men on imdb top 50 wow what am i 51 oh gosh don't ask me questions you don't want the answer to ouch well, yeah, and if we want to talk about cast and crew a little bit, I made notes. Steve Franks, the show creator, also he's pretty the singer, also the and singer writer of the theme, of the theme song. song. I've, I mean, I looked at his IMDb. He's pretty much only done Psych. This which is, I mean, if I had to be credited to only one thing for my whole career, I would love it to be Psych. Yeah, um, he also had a credit for Rush Hour, the TV show. Oh, cool. Um, but the director, Michael Angler, has done a ton of stuff. He seems like a pretty prolific TV director. He's done Downton Abbey, 30 Rock, Sex and the City, West Wing, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh, just to name a few of the biggest ones. Like, it seems he's done a ton of stuff. I did not know so, he did Downton Abbey. Yeah, I mean, as, as recently as 2019, so that's probably what he's up to now. Wow. Um, yeah, so I mean, I wonder if they just brought on a big TV director to do this 
pilot. I don't know, but I mean, I thought their pilot was very successful. Also, yeah. speaking of pilot, I had to explain to Jacob a little bit ago. He did not know it's called pilot because they're waiting to see if their show takes off or not. Well, well, if, okay. Why did he think it was called pilot? Because if you think of the pilot light in a fireplace, it's always on and it just waits to see if the fire or it waits until you want the fire to catch. Okay. This just shows how funny where your brain goes. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. To you. <laughs> to me. Well, I am me. All right. Okay. No, I it makes sense now. It's it just it's just one of those things where it took me an embarrassingly long time to understand that. Well, okay. I think oh, well. we should go into the episode a little bit. Yeah. So the actual case. So the, Sean the gets hired family. by yeah. Karen Vic, the mm-hmm. chief of well, not interim not chief. yeah, the interim. <laughs> I I fucked up that word. Yeah. The soon-to-be chief of police. Chief. That's not a huge spoiler. Okay. Um, so it's not like she's just in charge of something else Someone before someone else comes back. It's just she's waiting to get the official position. Well, she will. Okay. And actually, you'll see. Um, well, I'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so the case. Future episodes yet. She gets hired. I mean, she hires Sean and Gus. Kind of out of desperation, right? Yeah. Just like, because she yeah. didn't want the feds to get involved. She wanted to try to solve it kind of as like a Hail Mary last resort type thing. And she hires Sean because of how much he's already discovered about the McCallum family and his leads with a different case. The one that he called in the tip for. Right. Right. Okay. Um, And against Carlton Lasseter's wishes, she's actually kind of happy to happy to have him on the case. You know? Yeah. I guess. Why? Because she's desperate. Oh. Remember? Yes. That does... Yeah, that makes sense. And it's like... Well, if anything, it's like fresh eyes. You know? But... So, the thing that I wonder about that is like... How much or to what extent at that point does she really believe in his ability? Well, she did say to him, you know, if we find out you're a fraud, we're going to prosecute you. Right. You so know, so like, I think there is doubt, but I think right it's risk else. she's willing to take right now because she's so desperate to find anything. Okay. You know, I yeah. think she's definitely skeptical. And even at the end of the episode, she does a background check on him. Yeah. Remember? Calls in his dad. Yeah. Talk. So um, we know she's definitely skeptical, mm-hmm. but right now that doesn't matter. She just needs to get all the leads that she can. Right, right, that makes sense. And, well, I, and then, I really like her, Chief Vic. I think she's intimidatingly sweet, if that makes sense. Intimidatingly sweet. Like, I guess so. She would intimidate me, but also she seems like she's chill. Yeah, and certainly more understanding than Lassiter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want to piss her off, but I feel like. No, because she means business, yeah. Oh, yeah, but I feel like you could get a few jokes in with her. Mm hmm. Anyway, that's besides the point. Back to yep. the case. So then Sean and Gus track the case or track Camden Lassiter to the forest with the, the forest cabin where he kidnapped himself. Now, something I noted when I was watching that scene, that forest does not look like a California forest. Okay, well, yeah, like many shows, 
they filmed this in Canada. They filmed the entire show in Canada, actually. And actually, I should bring this Except, up. This episode right? is the only episode where we actually see the Santa Barbara police station. They changed location after this episode to the permanent psych, quote unquote, SBPD. Right. You know, so every location, Henry's house, the police station, even the psych office, that all changes after this episode. So don't get comfortable. So wait, what actually was filmed in Santa Barbara? Nothing. Nothing. What? No, it was just those outside shots. Well, they had a lot more palm trees than British Columbia does. Okay, well then we'll have to look this up again. I'm sure some things work, cause, but yeah, that forest definitely was not California forest. Yeah, and that was Canada. We live in California, and it's not that. Well, to be fair, well, California is a big state. It is a big state, but Santa Barbara is not far from us, is it? I don't know my geography. Where the hell is Santa Barbara? That's a good thing to ask our listeners. Where the hell is Santa Barbara? <laughs> That's the new name of the show, folks. Where the hell is Santa Barbara? Yeah, so most of the show is actually filmed in Vancouver. Right, most things are. Yes. I mean, most, like, TV shows of this era. Stargate SG-1. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, again, having to redirect you back to the episode. (laughs) Okay. So, the case. I was just, I noted when Sean was in the house with the investigation, he was really counting on other people being not as observant as he is. When Which I'm, house? I'm thinking, the cabin or the McCallum house? No, the McCallum house. house. Oh, like when, when he's doing the drawing? It, the, that's what I was talking about. Like he was literally ripping off the photograph behind the person. I think he just got lucky there. Well, yeah. Like Gus noticed and covered it up. Remember? I missed that. Uh, see, this is why <laughs> you will learn well, to be more observant. Was, How did you miss that? I was, I was focusing on other things. I was focusing on the other characters because I'm like, I trust Gus. I'm not paying as much attention to him. No, but he had dialogue. He literally looked at the photo. The camera zoomed in at the photo, and Gus said, "Really?" or something like that. Oh. Then when they came into the room, the McCallum family, when the mother, I'm assuming, shrieked, and she was like, "Oh my God!" It's him. Yeah. It's him. Gus went over and stood in front of the picture so no one would see it. Right. Okay. 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 Gus if you're gonna sense. solve cases before they do, you got to be more observant. More. Well, I blame that on me trying to take notes. And this notes. is another reason I actually love the show too, because is the cases. Although some are harder than others, it's fun to try to solve them while Sean and Gus solve them or before they solve them. Yeah. You know, um, I think there's really good writing. I think they're really creative. Yeah, Um, it is good writing. Oh my gosh, this show is just going to go so Mm. far. I can't tell you how excited i am that you're finally watching it yeah i'm 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 into it already like this episode was interesting i mean the mystery was good like the conclusion was really fun when he when he had his episode out on the lawn in the driveway and then oh yeah with general hammond general, oh i mean hey, fuck. there it is that's one never mind <laughs> um and uh when mccallum um he had that turn at the end where he was like where he was defensive he was being aggressive to try to get them to back down and then when he noticed that like sean was really on to him he just kind of caved i thought well, it was wasn't a- when he noticed sean was on to him sean had already confronted him in his own house remember it was when, it was when chief yep okay Vic was yep. like well why can't we see your arm yeah you know and he was like i'll uh, I'll get a warrant. I'll get and he was home. like, I'll get a lawyer. And she was yeah. like, I'll be right here. 
Like, because yeah, she knew. Yeah, she was. Yeah. And then you know, he's not a murderer. He's no. just a guy who had a bad relationship with his son, caught him doing something wrong, got angry, and accidentally killed him. Not excusing his actions, the, but um, mm-hmm. I think the actor did a really good job at portraying guilt, pain, um, yeah. just disturbance of what they did He's themselves. He's a good actor. I mean, he, he doesn't is. really get a lot of room to emote like that on another show, which we're not allowed to talk about. Um, but on but this show... But you're still talking about it. I could be talking about his role in the Sandlot. How do you know? No, he was in the Sandlot, right? I don't know. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, he he had a, he had a really good really good turn, and it was cool to see him in the in the would, would you call them flashbacks to when he was in the cabin murdering the guy? Because um, you could yeah, see flashbacks, how he was like really I guess. S- like scared of his own actions. Yeah. Yeah. And how he just in the moment freaked out. And was like, well, I'm going to try to make this look like a murder-suicide. Yeah, yeah. And what I like about this case specifically is it's believable. It is. It's not... Nothing in, well, Nothing was, like, far-fetched to where you're like, could someone really do that? Or, yeah, it's believable. Yeah. And it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Because you feel bad for a father being scared about his son and then... Thinking he actually did get kidnapped. Yeah. Actually going to the place with the $5 million. And it was not until he recognized his son's friend's car that he was like, oh, shit, there's something different Mm -hmm. going on here. Yeah, it's a setup. One thing I wanted to note that is completely unrelated. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Gus has a massive bowl of limes in his apartment. I love this I noticed this, this too. You, know, you notice it's just limes. When I first limes. watched. Yep. Uh, I actually don't have an explanation for this. Maybe, well, maybe he, he likes limes. Maybe he eats limes. I mean, I used to eat limes. Well, I love limes. Limes when you have a Miracle Berry tablet. So good. It's no, like I mean, maybe limes. he just eats limes. Or limes are good on anything. A burrito. Oh, yeah. Like... Well, I love this guy already. If he likes limes like that, well, maybe he's taking uh, inspiration from Ben Gates' dad in National Treasure because he had a bowl of freaking again lemons. referencing something that is not safe. It's relevant. It's a bowl of citrus, a huge bowl of way more citrus than anyone would have. Okay. okay. For all we know, Sean put those limes there. Oh, it's a setup. The amount of times he's gone into he's gonna get the apartment. lime cartel to go ambush him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what did you think about... So we figure out that Lassie has her... Oh, yeah. By the way, everyone who hasn't seen f- past this episode, Lassiter's nickname is Lassie. So I will is be... Is that a nickname given to him or does he It's go what Sean calls him. Okay. So, yeah. so he doesn't like it, I assume. Uh, he grow- Let's just say he grows accustomed to it. Okay. Um, anyway, so Lassiter's relationship to his partner. Right. We know, well, we find out that he's been separated from his wife for five months, and mm-hmm. now he's dating his... Junior officer. Yes. What's her junior name? Junior partner. I don't know her name. She's not okay. going to... Oh. Well, I might as well. Is, it's not a, a huge spoiler. She doesn't okay. stick around after this episode. Right. Okay. So she's not really that relevant. Okay. Though she was, like, the only one who believes Sean 
and wanted to help him outside of the her normal hours yeah, when she's with Lassiter. So when they were in the shooting range, she was letting him look at their report, right? Yeah. Yeah. And telling him more information about the case. Uh-huh. Well, that was that was a good move. Where did Sean learn to shoot like that? I well, okay. Well, his dad's a cop. Oh, so we could oh. probably deduct that maybe his dad's taking him to the range. Shooting tin cans on the fence, yeah. Yeah, um, though I guess we don't really get a clear answer. Okay. So it's just one of the things where it's like he has the he has the skill. He is frustratingly good at a lot of things. And I think Gus shares that same frustration. Actually, I know he shares that same frustration. You'll see later in the, the show. Um, but like, you How don't want to like... Sean, because he's kind of an ass. He is, and having a friend who's better at you than everything would be infuriating. Except pharmaceutical. Except pharmaceuticals. Um, but I don't know. You gotta love Sean. Oh yeah. Even though he's well, he he is like. I promise he becomes less assholey. He has moments where he just redeems himself. You're like, oh yeah, he's a fun guy. Like yeah, yeah. Good moments, you know, stuff like that. But he he's definitely less of an asshole as the show runs its course. Okay. Which, for me at least, is a little bit of relief. Because well, you yeah, don't want to have your protagonist, psychic, big character, be this, I don't know, kind of yeah, annoying wanna, character. Yeah, you want to watch a show about people you like. You know, you don't want to watch a show about someone you don't like, which is why Star Trek Discovery sucks. You know what? I should Ask start Matt. a tally on how many times Jacob Veers from Psych and goes to a different movie or TV show. What has hey, it been? Sandlot, we... Stargate, Star Trek, National SGU, Treasure. National Treasure. That's five. Five? Well, right, for every here... time you veer, okay, that's five times, you owe me five dollars. Well, uh, there goes my bank account. Um, well, I, okay, here's, in my defense, we are media fans. I'm just trying to tie in other things that are relevant or fun, you know. We're Guys, ha- if you could see the look on his face right now, he's I'm, just a total nerd. I'm trying to dig myself out. Um, yeah, uh, yes, okay. but we're talking about psych, hence we're psyched for psych, not for SG-1, not for National Treasure. It's a good movie. I will throw this at you. This is an audio medium. They can't see what you're talking about. Okay, well, favorite part of the episode. Favorite part of the episode. Uh... <coughs> Sorry, Jacob's dying of yeah. COVID. Um, recovering from COVID. Favorite part of the episode. I mean, it's got to be the conclusion. Just like the where he finally redeems himself as he's getting you know, wrestled into the cop car by Lassie. Yes, I... Okay, I absolutely love when he has his big reveal. Mm-hmm. I will go back sometime. Oh, I've watched the show, by the way, three times. Well, not four. I'm going on four. So this is your fourth? Yes. Okay. But sometimes, if I'm bored, I will go back to episodes I love the big reveals for and just watch the big mm-hmm. reveals. Like, it's so much fun. It really is, yeah. It's just so, and then seeing the slow realization dawn on everybody, they're like, and then oh, seeing he's Lassiter get so annoyed yeah. that some psychic who's not even regular 
staff on the SVPD solve something he couldn't solve. Yeah, no credentials or anything. Nope. He just solved nope. it. Yep. No, he just has the finger to the head and he oh, contacts the gosh. spirits. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. The spirits, it's jumbled. But my foot is shaking. And I actually like, here's something I forgot to bring up. I like that the show doesn't jump into him already having this psychic um, lie. You know, we figure out, we actually get to see him come up with the idea, tell his best friend, hey, look what I'm doing. Have the confrontation with his dad where he's like, oh, this isn't a good idea, son. Yeah. I like that we see is, before he's be- before he kind of tricked the police. Yeah. And I, then at the I end, did. having his dad, although his dad's not totally comfortable with it. Well, he says not he accepts at all. Yeah, that's right? true. He, he said, accepts it, though, and actually covers uh, for him. Uh, covers for him. And, and then, then he's proud of he's him. He's proud of him with the newspaper in the car, in his truck. Uh, I love that. That's good because it's such an interesting relationship with your dad. Like, he was an absolute hard ass growing up. Sean said he didn't like him. Right? No, he said, I learned, I hated my father. Hated that's, my a... father. that's hard to hear. Like, that's that's brutal. And then shows up at his door, not knowing that he moved back in town. And yeah. then, well, he's doing something that his father has zero approval for. That's brutal. Yeah, it's, but we... Henry comes back a lot. And I'm actually glad for that. He's a great character. Um, I'm not going to spoil what happens, obviously. No, I mean, I like the actor. I'll, you know, be excited to see more of him if we do. And I, just... I love, it's perfectly cast. I mean, you think about your favorite show, you feel like, oh, it's perfectly cast. Yeah. I cannot imagine anyone else playing his father or his best friend. Uh-huh. You know? Well, yeah, if you, it's like if, if you think about The Office, you see like those, the casting tapes for The Office where they had like, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Saul Goodman. Uh, Bob Odenkirk, the actor, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, for I would just like this on record that this is now six times we have referenced oh. something, and so now six dollars. Six But go on. Yeah. So anyway, it's just like those alternate castings. It's just for for a show that becomes so like iconic, you know. And I assume I'll feel this way about Psych once I, you know, once it becomes more familiar to me, I'll just be like, oh yeah, it's it's perfect. Anyway, because even though I see James Renee Rodriguez or any of the other members in different things, I always just track them back to Psych. Yeah, there are some actors like that for sure. Like Daniel Radcliffe is always going to be Harry Potter no matter what he's in. Seven. Seven times, everybody. I just referenced a person, not a. You said Harry Potter. Oh, okay. You said, we have this on. (laughs) We're being recorded. Seven dollars, guys. I just made seven dollars in this podcast so far. I think I'm doing pretty well. Well, I have overdraft protection on my bank account, so I think I'll be fine. So, um, not that you have any other episodes you've seen to really rate it, but oh, we're we gonna do episode by episode rating. If you want, it could be something we could experiment with. Drop it later if we feel like it. Okay. Um, I give this pilot, I give it an 8 out of 10. I really liked the introduction of the characters. Um, the story was a really good mystery. The fake out with him kidnapping himself was was a, was a good moment. And then uh, the conclusion was really fun. And then 
just excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty seamless pilot. Like, we learned just enough about every character that's going to stick around. Um, and we really get to know what kind of, not just how Sean works on, like, a detective level, but, like, how he interacts with all these different people in his life. Yeah, yeah. And although he is very arrogant and kind of cocky, we know that he needs his emotional stability, which I think is Gus. Yeah, they have a really good dynamic. Yeah. And, you know, he Gus kind of keeps him in check in a way, even though he doesn't really listen to yeah. Gus. Um, yeah, it's just, it's great. And I can't wait to see uh, where it goes. Would you say you're psyched to watch episode two? Sorry, that pun. There it is. All right, we're psyched to finish this podcast. All right, that wraps up the first episode of We're Psyched. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode, Spelling Gabee. You can catch We're Psyched on all of the major podcasting outlets, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. It's all the same to us. You can follow us on Instagram, myself at Jacob Bors. And myself at ellen.m underscore 22. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Don't start it. Ready? Oh, it started. I'll just edit all this out. Okay. I have to call. Well. <coughs> Ew. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have COVID. <laughs> yeah. Season one, episode one, pilot. No hello? We're doing the hello during the thing, remember? During the intro. Hi, everyone. Welcome to oh We're God. Psyched. Oh, my God. No, cut all this. Be like, hey, Jesus welcome Christ. to... Welcome to We're Psyched. We're starting with Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot, written by Steve Franks, directed by Michael Engler. Wow, well, you just did it, so now I'm out of a job.